It's a mixed bag. Because this I'm going to call it a mixed spring bag. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a buffet like one of those buffets where they've got like one of everything. It's like Fruit Loops besides spare ribs, right? Like, wh- what is this? Fruit Loops besides Amelia's dinner. By the right way, there. there's nothing wrong with either <laughs> of those things together. Uh, not at all. This is your Niagara Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Patrick Burke and Sean Delot, two top tier realtors who happen to be from two different brokerages from two different real estate teams, both focused on one thing, the Niagara real estate market. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to podcast number five, season two of your Niagara real estate podcast. My name is Patrick Burke. And I am Mr. Sean DeLott. We never talked about including Mr. as a uh, part of our titles. So now automatically you have a, like you have like a, uh, hierarchy thing going where whoa 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 I wouldn't say that I was just feeling a little more official today okay my friend that's all mm. that's all there's there's no there's no hierarchy here okay that's a hard word to say yes um welcome it's it's funny this year there's no real sense of time because we had like earlier this year we had some days where it was 18 degrees and it was warm we've had like I feel like four different real estate markets so far in 2023 so there's no rhythm I so agree. as a result, what I'm just dawning me now, we're sitting here talking. And I was like, we've talked a bunch this year, but there's no like normal progression to hey, since last time we talked, we thought this would happen, and it did, and now this is that. Every time we talk, it's like, is it is it a lemon? Is it an apple? Is it a tennis ball? I have to 100% agree with you, and I relate it back to February when that we had that sensational weather that we've never experienced mm. in a February before. And having that nice weather, it just felt like spring was around the corner and oh, it felt like the market started getting a little tingly. Not to get out of order, but do you think that's something? And I know if there's one thing we're known for is being organized and, and having a clear, coherent plan on this podcast. But but given that, that's so true because when that weather happened, the market was like, all right, let's do this. Yes, and then it snowed and it got cold and the market's like, yeah, no. Nah, I'll never I'm, I'm forget. Good. I was at, it was that warm February day. I was sitting with a gentleman and man, oh man, he was like, well, should we just get the sign out now? And my comment was, slow down. Yeah. It's just February. Yeah. And then sure enough, what happened? Three dumpings of snow. Yeah. Three dumpings of snow, which I think kind of slowed things down. Mm-hmm. Since that time as well, we've heard a little bit of news coming from the States in regards to banking and the banking system, which I think has put a maybe maybe a little hesitancy out there. Sure, but, it's, it's added to the soup, that's for sure. But here we are now, and we've had a couple nice days in a row, and I don't know, Spidey Senses is kind of going off, mm. and it feels like it's, uh, it's happening. So... Question for you. You Oof, right into the question. Yeah, man. Let's get right into this. Right. People want to know about the real estate market and mm. what is happening. Well, they've because, come to the wrong place. Well, <laughs> I have I'm to kidding. disagree with you. So, like yeah. you said, it has been a little wonky this year. It's totally been wonky. very out of place. You think something's gonna happen yeah. and then it doesn't happen. But I think deep down in places that we're not talking about, we really do think something is coming. Huh. But before yeah. we get to that point. You had shared a little interesting stat with me that I really want to share with everybody else in regards to listings to sales. Mm-hmm. All right. So please tell me. Well, 
one thing I always try to come up with before we do these things is some kind of an overall overarching plan to give us some kind of a title or a theme, right? So all I could come up with for today was mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Because this I'm going to call it a mixed spring bag. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a buffet like one of those buffets where they've got like one of everything. It's like Fruit Loops besides spare ribs, right? Like, wh- what is this? Fruit Loops besides Amelia's dinner. By the right way, there. there's nothing wrong with either of those <laughs> things together. Uh, not at all. So, so the one thing that is really unique and and odd about this year is if you go back and look 10, 20 years and you and you run a monthly trend for monthly sales, for monthly listings, for monthly almost almost aside from a few weird years, COVID and all that sort of stuff. But in general, the same trends happen. And what's happened this year has been not at all normal. Namely, on a month-to-month basis, usually what happens January, February, March to April with new listings? What happened? That the it's like a gentle slope up. Yes. Where every month it increases as yep. we ramp up to spring market. And then historically, uh, March, April, May, the most homes sale, sell. End of June, ask any real estate lawyer how much they enjoy their job because it's the busiest closing yes. period of the year. Absolutely. The and then things settle June. down and then August gets a little sleepy. We have a secondary spring in September. October, November gets cranking. Press pause in December. January starts to wake up and on and on we go. Yep. What's weird about this year? Niagara region as a whole, number of new listings. When you look at things compared, I look at, I don't, I rarely look at year over year, uh, especially in the last five years, because every, oh my God, that's two podcasts in a row where I left my phone on and it beeped. Did you hear that? That is a, that's disgusting. Oh no. Oddly enough, it was an alert from David's a lot. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, but when you look at new listings in Niagara, again, I don't go year over year, but when you look at the 10 year average or the 10 year trend, it sort of takes the highs and lows and gives you some kind of whatever, right? January, new listings in Niagara up 15% over the 10-year norm. Wow. Inventory is already rocking. Mm-hmm. February was only 9% above. Mm-hmm. March is 6% below the 10-year norm. So the trend, sure, when the when it all comes out in the wash, will we have the same number of new listings in the first half of the year? Maybe. But right now, we're well below. And instead of it building, it's actually fairly lackluster. And then sales... Usually, you'll see them increase as we go January, February, March. Here we are. January was 23% below the 10-year norm. February was 13% below February. That was a big improvement. Remember we talked about last year, month after month after month was 30, 40, 45% below the 10-year norm. February at 13 below was a victory. That was huge. That was almost get the parade marshal going, right? <laughs> yes. And then so, so March, as you said, we've had all this not great weather. So March is on pace to be about 20% below the 10-year norm for the number of sales. So what's counterintuitive with that is listings are down, what did I say, 6%, sales down 20, prices are up. Because when when those two dynamics operate in tandem and, and sort of relatively similar, price will go up because even though sales are down, I still have less things to choose from. Absolutely. Which is the opposite of last summer when listings just kept piling on and buyers kept retreating. So now as a buyer back then, I had you know, 50 things to choose from. And we've seen it right now in the North and St. Catharines, for example. Um, the demand down there is huge and it's red hot. Absolutely. So, so, so this is the very interesting piece that, and I, I thought it was fantastic that you shared this with me because in all honesty, what I get from that mm-hmm is optimism. And the reason I say optimism is because like you said, yes, sales are down, but 
par for the course. Rates are still up, but it's really that inventory piece that is the interesting thing to me where new inventory hitting the market is slowing. And here we are going to be going into spring, which is usually the busiest time of the selling year with lower inventory. Mm -hmm. Now we do know inventory will come because of spring. We also know demand will come, but what I'm kind of thinking and seeing and feeling and is that demand's going to come. I think come Easter, the gate's going to open up. Mm. It's going to be really nice out. Yeah. We're going to have some greenery around. Yes, people will list their homes, but I also think the demand is going to pick up a lot. And, and we're kind mm. of seeing that now. Part of the challenge, too, of, I think, some of that inventory that has come out is, again, for those contemplating selling their home this spring, pricing is key. Mm -hmm. You're not stretching the market quite yet. You're not pricing your house exponentially low to hold offers for the bidding wars. Now, I am encouraging my team to put the 48-hour irrevocable on the properties, mm -hmm. though, because... When when a Davidson's a lot sign is on the lawn, we represent the seller. And it's our job as the listing agent to get the seller the best value possible. So we want to put a little protection in because I have seen it already, mm -hmm. certain places getting listed. But I don't know about you, Pat, but for me, going on some of my CMAs and feeling this maybe potential of what's coming, it's really hard to price a property. Yeah, and this comes back to the mixed bag thing, man, is... is strategy right now is is we're back to that sort of gray foggy area because we got the market's got its foot in in one lane on some instances and in another lane in, in some instances right At different segments of the market different areas of a particular city um different types of houses so there's not we're back to like in early 2021 for example uh, early 2022 there was one market Everything yes. was 116% of asking. Everything was getting piled on. Everybody wanted to buy everything. Now we've got, again, mixed bag. We have multiple different, I think that's the title of this. Uh, we've got multiple different markets because because there are some areas, uh, of, like I know of a townhome right now, I know of a townhome right now that I, that I think is really nice. And I think the value is okay. And they've had one showing in two weeks. Which surprises me because it's like a couple of par fives away from a neighborhood that's red hot for detached, right? So mm -hmm. the the issue has always been, but particularly now is when if you look at the quote unquote market and then attach any meaning to what you're selling, it's not that simple. So it's again, it's on us realtors to be able to translate um, that reality to people. I, I got one more piece for you on this. Okay. And then I'm going to touch on something for a quick second. Yeah, but I to, go first. Okay. Mr. Sean, I'm going to add some dramatic music right here. So it just builds and then boom, here we go. So when you look at St. Catharines, it's even worse. So we talk about the North End of St. Catharines and that sort of, it's a really good litmus test of the market in general, I think. I, right? always, I agree. I agree. It's got the biggest It's the most homo homogeneous. Like when you get South St. Catharines. Homogeneous. Yeah. When you get South St. Catharines, you've got all these little pockets that are unique to each other. Yep. Whereas north of sort of north of Carlton is very uniform. Um, yeah, Lakeport, Niagara, Linwell yeah. District. So, you, to put those two districts, they're two of the same bag. Yeah, so if you wonder why have average sale prices in St. Catharines gone from like 600, 610 in January to like 650, 660 less than two months later, the number of new listings in St. Catharines in January was 8% below the 10-year norm. 
12% below the 10-year norm in February. And, and March is trending to be like 25% below the 10-year norm for new listing inventory, which is out, like that. If you go historically back, like we're talking, um, well, it's lower than March 2020, which remember March 2020 was COVID. Mm-hmm. We, we're lower than that for new listing inventory in a market that, as far as we're all concerned, is actually starting to get better. Meanwhile, sales, so it's a letter, if you imagine the letter X with the downslope being new listing inventory and sales being the upslope. So sales January were 43% below normal. Remember, January stunk, right? It was our low, it was our market low. Yep. Or was December, one of the two. Um, And then February was 21% below. March is trending to be like 19% below. So this much better than February. But um, I, I think... You know, unless that new listing inventory figures itself out quick, uh, we're going to be in for really, I think, stre- not stressful, well, stressful, but I think we're back into a market of frustration. However, my optimistic piece is us, our team, and then other agents I talk to, there's a lot of people getting a lot of properties ready for market. Yes. So we could do, normally I wouldn't say we could do with an onslaught of new listings. We could do with a, a good diet of new listings right now because it's I think, coming. I think, yeah, it's agreed. coming. But I also think that demand piece is coming as well. So with it, yeah, because Johnny the seller becomes Johnny the buyer, and and, and on it's and on we go. Funny when you talk about North and St. Catharines because I've done a number of uh, market evaluations there very recently, and if you actually look at the active kind of listings, there's some people really trying to shoot the moon. Well, sure, because they're they're sitting down and they're not, they're getting like okay advice but they're not maybe getting the like here's the here's the reality of as as it relates to your specific house and the risks and rewards of you wanting to push that envelope because it's not slam dunk country right no 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 so so you're looking at them and you're kind of looking at your client the the person's house you're evaluating you're seeing their neighbors yeah well they're they're kind of dreams of grandeur there but i hate to say it then you look at the actual sold data and because of last year and everything like that, the prices are exponentially low, but we already know mm-hmm. prices have gone up since then, right? So like you look at last year, you were picking up North End bungalows for $550,000, mm-hmm. okay? Now you just touched on that our average sale price has gone up, mm-hmm. uh, you know? Roughly like eight or 9%. And in those three 550 months. bungalows though are now 625, mm-hmm. 630. And I think come spring will be, up and above that. Now, I agree with you in the sense I think a lot of people have just been waiting out this yeah. weather. I think waiting every, out the uncertainty. Kind of the uncertainty, but I think they all know they're gonna do something. Yeah. And I think they've all just now committed. Let's wait till the snow's gone. Let's wait till there's some greenery. And so, yes, I definitely agree there is gonna be inventory. It's gonna be very interesting to watch this inventory because you're gonna see three forms of pricing. People coming out, shooting the moon. Yeah. You're going to see people pricing them appropriate to the market. And you're going to have some agents probably undershoot it a little bit, whether the seller needs to sell quickly or whatever. Mm. But I really, truly just want to put the cards on the table that the hold offer strategy is not the way to go yet. Yeah. Because I think there still is going to be inventory. Oh, I forget. I was going to check it. I've got a search thing running on on delayed presentation because haven't seen it too much, and the ones I have seen doing it yeah. are, to be honest, I could would consider worthwhile of doing. Some of them, yeah. Some of them yeah. were dogs breakfast, where it's yeah. just like you know, like fixer upper zone. But some of them are like out in Thorold South with like a an agent from wherever. That's who, right. Who's putting a place up? They're putting a place up at eight fifty, 
not getting it. Then they're putting up a place at five ninety nine, not getting offers, or or they're getting offers at at yeah. whatever, right? And so they're just like shooting shooting in the dark. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of shooting in the dark I yeah. find right now, right? And and it would be really nice to get through this spring and kind of really see. I personally, you and I have both agreed from the end of last year that no matter what, we felt prices were going to be up by the end of this year. I hate to say it, it's already superseded what I thought prices would Agreed. be up by. Yeah. You know, I thought five, 10% by the end of the year, by the end of the year, and we're already there now. And it's spring. Yeah. What's, what's St. Catharines? St. Catharines, yeah, right now, as of today, is 640, which is up 8% over January. But it's hard, right? Like you can't, it's tricky to, to rank. It, it's going to get ranked against 2022, but 2022 yeah. is so skewed by the, by the first three months. Yeah. So. And, and it's funny. I've always said this too, is that our seasons affect our market. Yeah. COVID during COVID, it was what it was like. There was no season. It was just selling season. Yeah. Right. But now again, COVID's over. We're getting back into a little norm, a little bit more normality. And I think people are actually trying to bring it back mm -hmm. to old school real estate where, Okay, you start the new year, inventory is always a little lighter. Some buyers are out poking around, but they're really doing their due diligence because they want to see what comes in spring. Yeah. You know, and that kind of comes to my question for you. And I'd really like to hear your thoughts. And then I'll share my thoughts. Yeah. Is why do people typically wait to spring to sell their properties? I think a lot of it is human nature and, and what you think you're supposed to do, right? And there's a lot of like, oh, there's a lot of, oh, my, my uncle did this or my cousin did this, or there's sort of this spring market. There's when You never hear people say winter market or summer market or fall market. People talk about the spring market. So naturally, people's attention or, or, or perception is that's the place to be, but they don't think about the supply and demand and they don't, they don't. Um, zero in on what they're selling and how it relates to that supply and demand. If what you're selling is, is a, say you're selling a 2000 square foot bungalow, not to harp on the North End of St. Catharines, or let's say you're selling a 2000 square foot bungalow anywhere in the city. Yep. Well, you're less, conf less concerned with supply and demand. You're more concerned with the market conditions at the time. And also, you know, do you've got, a, do you have a $250,000 backyard that you want people to go back and see? Right. So if what you're selling is in is in low supply, you're less concerned with with like the the spring market piece. But if you're selling a thousand eleven hundred square foot um, north end bungalow, or you're selling a, a, a I don't know again, because all the areas of the city have such unique pieces to them. But if if I look at where the most volume of properties are, and then the most quintessential sort of um, right down the middle stereotypical house. I would call it like the North End detached 1100 square footer. If you're selling that and you're waiting for the spring market, well, guess what? All of a sudden, supply is going to go from six available to 12 available. So now the day you go on the market, six other houses come up, could come up for sale. Yep. And then now that we're in a, in a market of conditional offers, you have to think that, you know, the buyer is going to come and make an offer on yours. And it happens where they make it, they get a conditionally accepted offer. And then the perfect house comes up for sale in two days. And all of a sudden that buyer gets itchy and they bounce and they go over to the other one, which is awful mm -hmm. and it sucks, but that's the reality. So it, the whole waiting for spring, it really has to be strategy, driven from strategy rather than habit. 
Absolutely. So I, I don't disagree. That with was you. a long-winded yeah. answer. Did I get to the point? I feel not like- really. <laughs> not really. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, but at the end, I that that was that was logical. I, so here's where I think you were going with that as well. Is that yes, there is a lot of people that kind of wait for spring. <laughs> But at the end of the day, they should lean on their realtor and actually find out when the best time is. Because yes, when inventory low is low and yeah. there is demand, you should sell. But I'm going to tell you why I think <laughs> that people list in spring. Yeah, tell me. Number one, a lot of people don't want to move in winter. Yeah. Okay. So by spring, they know they're moving and I it's going to be nice. Okay. Number two. Wait, I'm going to get my. I'm going to make notes. If you're a seller selling your property. A lot of people want their property to look its best. Yeah. When does the property look its best? When those tulips are up. Exactly. Not only that, historically in the past, can we agree that demand is usually at its highest? Not again, wiping COVID aside, but previous spring markets since yeah. the beginning of our career. March, April, de- May. Demand has always been the highest. So why wouldn't I want to sell my house when it's looking its best? And I have the most possible buyers looking at my home. Mm. So that's personally kind of why I feel people list in spring. And I think right now is we're actually having that normal historical spring that we've had prior to COVID where it's like, yeah, winter is what it is. There's some houses for sale. And again, even back in the day, people would shoot the moon a little bit, kind of see what's going on. But by the time spring comes, there is a bit of a semblance in the sense that more properties sell, yeah. you get a little bit better idea of what value is, yeah. and you kind of go from there. So yeah, I, I, that's I, my thought, but I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying is like, yes, well, people do do that, but we do now know, and I do see it coming in our future again, because I don't know about you, the COVID selling season was like... January, February yeah. was the best time to sell your house. Meanwhile, summer was the best time to buy mm-hmm. because it seemed to quiet down right. and all the multiple offers kind and of again, simmered down. And again, that's strategy, right? Like, exactly. Like, so why why people, I think, like I said, so eloquently and succinctly, was why people sell in the spring is because it's a habit and it's it's just what you do. What, and and And... If it's done as because of those reasons, I would suggest it's probably not the best route to go. You have to look at the big picture. And also there's the seller, like where Mr. and or Mrs. or whomever I'm talking to, when do you want to move? What what are your plans? That's are, right. Is are you are you is the place you're going to uh, you know, do you have heat on you to get into that place before you lose it? Or but do you have a, a long window? Here's another point as well to put to this whole reason too, is as a seller, if you're looking to sell and buy. Again, I right. know inventory is kind of at its highest come spring with yeah. people wanting to list. And the quality properties usually do yeah. get lists between April, May, and June. Yeah, The pools, everything, the private backyards, all that stuff. That's what everyone wants. So they're kind of waiting. Hey, I want to yeah. wait till the good houses come out before I sell my house. Because right now, and we can agree, right now, there's not a lot of quality. Yeah, Which again, has always led me to believe, even since last year, that, hey, inventory levels are still down. And once that demand piece kicks in, it's going to fire up quite quickly. And I have I, a feeling it is. Like, I, it, I, I do too. Deep down in places I don't want to talk about, I think, <laughs> I think it could 
get turned around very quickly. I think yeah. that Easter break and the, the birds are chirping regularly. Yeah. The buds, the greenery, I think we're going to have a Thundercat of a spring. Do you know the bass player, Thundercat? No. Do you guys know? Anybody know him? No. no. Wicked. Um, but I do know the cartoon. Yeah. See, that's, that's where that, I. That's why we're here, man. Chinese food and chocolate pudding. I, I've never heard of the cartoon Thundercat. Mind you, you've got little kids. Is it is it an old oh, cartoon? I don't know it. Oh my God, PB, you're of the age of the Thundercat. You no, don't I'm, know Thundercats. Oh, oh my God, yeah. See, I, I wasn't into that. I was I was Flintstones. Um, oh, I forgot you're 50. Yeah, All I used right. to come home from school in the come late on. late GI Joe, GI Joe Transformers. Yeah, I I was you know the little army guys, the little green guys. Yeah. That was my. Thing. Yeah. My parents, we never had GI Joe in the house. Oh, okay. But we had all kinds GI of other Joe. stuff. We had um, Lego. I'm not even going to tell you what it was, but we had these toys that when we had li- my kids were <laughs> little, we we're at my parents' house, and back in the day, we had all these guys that used to battle, and we literally like sawed off half their head and to make them wounded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used and to do so similar my, stuff. My son was playing with them, and my wife's like, "What? What's he playing with?" Is I spent like my formative childhood playing with these toys and like the guy with the arm was, was whatever. Yeah, 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 the same stuff. And, uh, yeah, so she was okay with it. She's, she's British. She's good with that stuff. But, um, so yeah, I was not Thundercat. So I do recall that. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was Flintstones, Roadrunner, all that stuff. Okay. I was yeah. like the He-Man and the He-Man, G.I. Yeah. Joe Transformers. I feel like, I feel like that was like five years and you're five years younger than I am. Yep. She can yep. clearly tell. Yep. So, to be honest, Pat, out of that, why would you sell in spring? That that actually got me more content than I expected. So thanks yeah. for that, my friend. Well, if you want a long-winded answer, I'm your guy. But <laughs> I, I I do think that, and I before we got here, I did a, an Instagram thing about our IG Live this Friday talking about it. I really think the markets, and I did a thing last week on it too, now that I think about it. Um, sometimes I do posts, and then as I post it, I go, oh my God, I forgot I did the same thing three days ago. Because it's like the same idea, but I think we're at a crossroads. I think the market either has the potential to be a really exciting kind of relief of eruption. Yeah, a little bit of a relief of uh, oh my god, thank you, finally now I've got somewhere to show these guys, or now they can finally buy that place and then sell. Or there's we're in for a, a time where people say, you know what, I'm still not comfortable, and and we're 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 fighting through for the next. I while. agree. I think there the, that there is two ways it can we're go. Gonna know. It's, we're it's gonna, gonna either erupt or not. Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. Paul, right, right after Easter, watch out. Those those two weeks after Easter yeah. are are it's gonna, I think the listings are going to light up, but I also think that demand piece is going to come. And there's people yeah. who have just been sitting back. And and but here's the thing we do know as well. There was people who wanted to do business last year that just yeah, didn't. And fair 100%. enough to them. Especially I'm talking out of town yeah. to, to end user buyers, not investors, yeah. end user buyers. Like the the out of town piece was very, very neglected last year. Whereas this year from people reaching out to myself, to the team and everything like that, they're looking at Niagara and they're coming. Mm-hmm. They're coming. But again, they're waiting. They have houses to sell where they're from. They're they're like, Sean, we're getting the house ready. I think everyone's just a little delayed. And I partly think that's because of just the transition to mm. previous years of real estate that we used to deal with. And now the COVID's yeah, over. Like you could set your and, watch and, to it before. Yes. And, and now not only that, the COVID's over, but not only that, now this crazy spike we experienced last year to the pummeling with the interest rates, that's kind of left behind. Mm. we 
got this balance. So I think people are like, hey, let's just go back to old school, see what happens. But the challenge is going to be, we're going to go back to old school. Demand's going to ramp up. Inventory is going to get sucked away. We're going to have low inventory levels again. And then it's going to turn back into January, February, March, best time to sell your house mm -hmm. for the lottery wins. Yeah. Summer, best time to buy when demand's at the lowest and kind of go from there. I think if you look at it, in rather than one year chunks, like I feel like there, there's, there's going to be collateral damage or sort of recoil from the COVID year, and we're still in that like that wave, right? Where it just it just rippled out in all facets of what we do and how we do it as humans. Hey. So I think 2020, 2020 was the the bomb dropping. Yep. Twenty twenty one was certainly COVID affected. Yep. Twenty twenty two was, and then here we are in twenty twenty three. We're still feeling that that same largely tied to interest rates and public um, sentiment, right? Yeah. It's a very, and, and, and so my, and, my point is, and it's an incredible one. You, you wait. All right. Drum roll. Um, is, is I think for that very reason that, that every year that the further we get away from that direct hit that COVID made, mm -hmm. the, the further we're going to return to some form, semblance of normal. Now the one, the one piece of that, that, that was never there pre 2017 was the 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 mobility of people moving is way higher now, right? Yep. So that that out of town piece is still going to be there, but not with the the sort of like whiplash inducing um, repetition that we had of like out of town, out of town, out of town, out of town. This guy's buying six houses. Like I I, I think that that ship sailed. That's that's going to be simmered simmer down for a little bit. Um, I agree. I think we're dealing with people who are first-time home buyers, mm. people who just want houses, which I think it's the perfect time mm. for them to get in. But you hit the nail right in the head because even for myself, in the back of my mind for the longest time, even, let's agree, there was no lockdowns last year. It was over. And But in the back of my mind, I'm like, what else is coming? Like, like mm. what else is... So I didn't really get into a mindset of normality. I was kind of like something else is going to come. Yeah. We're conditioned now. Right. right? Yeah. So, but then, then this year started, did some vacationing, went to other places yeah, around the world. Did, you jerk. Guess what? COVID's over there. It's back to normal. And I'm like, okay, this is normal. And it changed my mindset. Now I'm living my life as though, okay, COVID's in the past and I'm living a normal life like I did prior to COVID. Yep. And I think everyone else is getting we, into that. I think we have to, man. I, I, I think to. I think when and I was going through my camera roll the other day looking for something and, and it's like you go through and back then and just just it just brings back instantly all these things of how we were living and what we were doing and, and just this like okay, I'll line up at home hardware in the cold, oh, waiting for, to buy a whatever, right? Yeah. And 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 no, with, with no disrespect to people that continue to be impacted by it. Yep. But yeah, the further I can get away from it mentally, the better because- yep. uh, Agreed. Of all of us, because holy doodles. But um, I started saying that. Remember yeah, my, mom's, been, my mom's quote? Yeah, yeah, you've been on the holy doodles. And uh, I was saying fellas for a while. And let me tell you, there's one thing my wife- uh, suggested i never say again was fellas really yeah it's like oh that i i like i'll be talking about something oh look at that fella and she go don't she just hates uh, it Tries okay. i never go like hey look at that fella but i'm like if i walk into yeah. a group of like hey fellas what are you yeah, what's going on hey, what's fellas? wrong with that i don't know good news though she'll never listen to this so she won't there we go there we go so in the spirit of talking about spring yeah. kind of market we've touched on the market we've said why do people sell in spring mm -hmm. but as a seller, mm -hmm. a lot of people 
do things to prepare their houses. My God, have I got a story for you. Go on. For spring, okay? So sellers prepare their houses for spring. And I thought it'd be important to touch on saleability versus value. So there's yeah. things that give, you Yeah, can give us do. the definition of that. Cause, so, cause so there's things you can one. do to your house that are a little cheaper and more economical that may not necessarily increase the value of your home, but improve the saleability, mm-hmm. such as painting, changing some floors. And cleaning, when, this time of year, cleaning, cleaning windows. windows. You know, yeah. to be honest, if your roof needs to be done, do your roof. Are you going to get the exact value back for your roof? No, but when I say improve saleability, Number one, you're going to make your house stand out besides some of the other ones that might be a little more tired. Mm-hmm. But number two, you're giving yourself an opportunity to receive a better offer from a buyer because they're going to look around and go, okay, I don't have to do as much work. Therefore, I don't have to nickel and dime this guy. Mm-hmm. I feel for the way the house is presented and what's done, the house is worth it. And you'll get a stronger offer. Yeah. So that's the saleability piece. Now, there is certain things as well that you can do to increase value, and such as blinging out your backyard, uh, finishing your basement, doing your kitchen, doing bathrooms. Those all improve value. But I prepared a seller. He, I'll never forget this. The one time he bought this house, grandma house, but needed everything, roof, windows, everything. And he's like, Sean, I'm going to fix this house up and then you're going to sell in a, in a few years. I said, okay, no problem. That's great. Well, then he, he does the roof. He does the windows, does the furnace, does the AC. Calls me up the next year. Sean, okay, I, I've fixed up the house. I'm, I want you to sell it. Yeah. This is where it gets complicated. This is where it gets very complicated. It's like, okay, great. So I go see the house. He did nothing interiorly cosmetic or anything. Yeah. And he's like, so, okay, I spent $30,000 doing all this stuff. What can I get? I, in his mind, he's thinking he's getting $50,000 more. Yeah. But in reality, both you and I can agree, you're not even getting half the cost mm-hmm. of what you spent. Because in a buyer's mind, those are things you're doing to protect the integrity of your house. Yeah. Right? And just because you did your roof, well, if your roof leaked... You had to do your roof anyways. If your furnace craps out. Now, what it does, though, in the buyer's eyes, go, oh, this is great. I don't have to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to go, I'm going to offer you $30,000 less because I got to do the roof, windows, furnace, and all that stuff. It's going to get you a better offer, but it's not necessarily going to improve the value of the property and make you exponential amounts of dollars. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the saleability versus value piece. And I think it's important for sellers to understand that coming spring, whether you're, whether you're someone who a homeowner right now who is thinking, Hey, I'm not selling this year, but I might sell down the road. Well, it's important to know there's things you can do to improve your saleability, fix your curb appeal and all that kind of stuff makes Mm -hmm. it more saleable. Or if you're planning long-term down the road, yes, Doing your kitchen is going to definitely increase your value if you're going to sell your house five years from now. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And I, I've often said to sellers when we're at a house and, and you go in that kitchen that you can tell they you know they had this this many financial resources to, to use and they, they used them all in the kitchen. But it, but meanwhile, I said, guys, that's, that's fine. But remember that corner I showed you in the basement that's clearly got X, Y, and Z going on or whatever, right? And that's where... I think some sometimes, not all sellers, maybe an investor, flipper or whatever, they'll hope people, and 
I've shown a few of the worst flips I've ever seen in my life in yep. the last two weeks. Like yep. unbelievable. It's terrible. <clears throat> and I think they're hoping that people will go in and and see that kitchen thing and ignore the other stuff. And it's like when we when we meet with a seller and we say, Well, look, here's five things that I think if you could remedy even some of them are gonna help your cause. Well, what am I gonna get back for for the spend? You know what you're gonna get back? If there's five houses for sale, you're going to be the one that sells, 100%. as opposed to being one of the gr- the other group of four. So it's the saleability, right? The sell- and so I never had a catchphrase for it until today. Now you do, and, and I-, I hope everyone else understands saleability yeah. and there's value. Yeah, and especially coming this spring when we we're alluding that yes, there's going to be inventory hitting the market. Mm. So if you're doing things, yeah, do some things to make your house stand out. Now we also know demand will be better too, but Buyers are going to be looking at all these houses and yeah. they're going to see someone who's done nothing. Yeah. Tired, say a state sale home yeah. that's just like up for sale. And they're going to be like, well, I don't want that. This person's done some things. I don't have to do stuff. I can move in, fix it up as I go. So if I draw a big circle around that concept, right? Yep. I've got an offshoot of it I want to talk to you about. Perfect. Uh, like spaceship. Is um, the one, not double-edged sword, the one catch with this, and I think as an agent, you learn over over time when when you get stung by stuff and how to get out in front of it. The one challenge with this is, is you see there's there's different ways to put a house for sale, mm-hmm. and there's some people that will put a house for sale. I'm not you know, it's just human nature. Sometimes you'll see a, a a sign go in front of a house very clearly. Nothing was talked about as far as getting the place ready at all to maximize dollars. The pricing is wacky. The marketing's wacky. Whatever, and it takes 82 days to sell. And then ultimately that that place sells for ninety four percent of asking, and you could argue it's sold for thirty thousand dollars less than it should have, whatever, right? Yep. We come along, you come along, lots of other agents do the same thing. Is you come along and you you create this plan for the seller and say, okay, today's today's day one. By day forty, we're going to be on the market. Over the next forty days, here's the stuff that we're going to do. We're going to get that dark matte black bedroom that your angry teenager had in the basement, we're going to get that painted out. We're going to fix those two things. We're going to get the windows cleaned. We're going to get the gardens done. Uh, We're going to get rid of the wallpaper border around the kitchen. We're going to have a stager come in and we're going to tweak some of the furniture. We're going to do this, that, and the other. They're going to declutter and spend three weekends in a row boxing up stuff, all this stuff. The problem, the challenge is, is that, and I'm getting to it. I know what you're saying. I know where you're going And then you go on the market and you've done all that work, all that prep work, and then you get an offer on the first night yep. and the seller looks at you and you say, well, what the hell was that? And and as opposed to, yay, we got an offer or we got an offer on day six when the days in the market average is 46 or whatever it is. And you're almost, you're almost penalized for creating a strategy to get them set up and put them in the best place for success versus, and we've, I remember it years ago talking to Jim about, it, I was like, you ever notice how sellers that we have where we get an offer on the fourth week are always happier than the ones that get an offer in the first week, right? Depends. And, Some and most, not, not, I shouldn't say all. but If they but have it, a house that they want to move into right, and they get a right. conditional if, sale, they're happy they're to get the whatever right. on the first day. But but but, uh, but my point is is sometimes you're, you're like, all the stuff you do to get the place ready, there's almost sometimes there's blowback because they want to, they want to see you grind it out for three and yeah, a half they weeks. Yeah, because then they want to know that they got the best value. Right. They, as, as opposed to you come to me and say, hey, uh, 
we're, here, here's our plan of attack. Here's the, here's the timeline. Here's the schedule. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what we're going to get done. Yep. And then we're going to together, when your house goes in the market, it's going to be showtime. It's going to be ready to roll. Yep. Standing ovation. The, the New York Times is going to be there, the whole thing. And if this all goes according to plan, we would like to see an offer in those first, whatever. I just find it, it's it's interesting. That- it, 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 you're right. It is somewhat of a double-edged sword. But here's right. the thing. You got to spin it around with the seller too and say, hey, guys, congratulations. Your efforts tidying up your house, doing all this work, right, just actually saved you numerous headaches down the road yeah. of you leaving your house every day, eating McDonald's all the time, all this stuff. It's because of your efforts and my wonderful photographer well, and marketing and stuff yeah. like that and, and that that and improving that saleability piece yeah that got you that offer and it's just it's just funny and i guess that's the blessing and the curse of agency right it's like yep it's like you you, you ever use travel agent yep yeah. oh yeah you get a travel agent to do something for you if they did a great job nothing nothing remarkable really happened like you had a great trip but like when they do a good job it means that everything went according to the plan right and uh and so with us if we do a great job in theory everything goes according to plan and you and you sell relatively quick yep but i i just i just find I get that it. It, it's, for certain people that yeah there's that doubt like did we price our house too low then exactly did we have to do all well, this that work? was easy like right. you're almost better if it was two weeks. At least they knew they had six, eight showings. Like, yeah. okay, some people didn't like my house. Yeah. Because these two people who kind of came in, one jumped right away, one kind of expressed a little interest, but we went with this offer. Yeah. Were we gonna have ten others? Like, you know, yeah. so I get it. But there's always the and and the what ifs. The what ifs. I've I've yet, you know, you rarely meet a seller who doesn't think they could have got a little bit more or a buyer who doesn't think they could have got the place for a little bit less. That's it. Right. And and that I think it's important for people to realize that like if your agent does a good job and the average days in the market at the time are, are thirty and you sell in eight days, or the average days in the market is seventy and you sell in, in a week in a couple of weeks, they've done a good job. Thank you. And, and I agree right? with you. And and I've well, said this I many should, times. They they, they prepared in general. Them. Now, if if they just priced it terrible and, and then they got scooped by no, somebody, for right? sure. But but you're right. There is there is agents who really do prepare their sellers, and I'm I love the word that you said. Which one? Plan. I said a lot of them. Plan, plan. Yeah. I am I'm a huge planner. I'm a planner. Too. But do you ever get like we're Oddly enough, we don't really plan for our podcasts, but we do plan for. Yeah. I plan for everything else in life. I, I just uh, sometimes I find I I I I don't. I try to read the room because some people they be they become like oh my god this guy like you know what I mean so sometimes it, you almost have to have like trust me give me like let's just do these five things and we're gonna take this other stuff on like some clients don't want to do anything it's like cool like I got a gardener going to a house tomorrow to get it to get a, a garden cleaned up yep um, I mean some people are stuck in the way that like and it's funny I relate to this when we first started in real estate mm-hmm. I could show a house cluttered and guess what. Mom and dad would come with me with the kids, first time home buyers. I don't worry about this stuff. Look beyond the stuff. Is Who's the saying sp- that? You? No, the parents. Wow. Parents are. That's this, always nice when is, the parents do that. But this is the very, this is 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. But what else happened 25 years ago? 25 years ago, HGTV was introduced. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, that look beyond the clutter didn't last for too long because mm-hmm. then it became the new age. No, no clutter in houses yeah. anymore. Well, there's no courts. You have to paint. You have to do all this and that because HGTV has just taught us that there is a presentation aspect now to selling your home. What was your first house you bought? First house I bought? Yeah. Uh, it was a house on Beach Street. 
Beach? I yeah, like beach. Yeah, little, little mint uh, green-sided little place. Bungie? Little bungie? Little bungie. Yeah. It was a great little house. Those our were the place, days. Our place had like four square kilometers of wallpaper. Like it was unbelievable. The, the best part, we get, we get to the kitchen, window looks out in the backyard with my wife and, you know, like just so excited, right? And dizzy with like, what the hell, how do how did this just happen? And uh, there's a dog in the backyard. And the, the son comes back and says, because uh, the mom was going to a, pl- a town home that wouldn't have pets. And then the son was moving to the States and this one was going to live with dad and he didn't want. And they're asking us to keep the dog and cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. Oh my you know what I'm goodness. talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I look and, and uh, he's out back just petting the dog, hugging him. And I'm a huge dog guy. And, I, and so they did, I said to the mom, I said, if in the end it's a choice between dog goes to the pound or comes here, call me. But I don't, we, we have a baby coming. We're not in a position to take on a dog. And they, they, they did find uh, one of the kids took it. All right, there you go. But when I talk about like when a buyer moves into a house and there's stuff there that they didn't expect, right? So let's kind of wrap up. Yeah, we got to, there was one other piece I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, was the, uh, the higher end of the market, as we know, went, went really quiet, Mm -hmm. dormant, you Mm -hmm. could say. And uh, it's slowly fighting back. Uh, let me tell you, no. on the cusp of eruption, on the uh, cusp of eruption, I'm telling you, my friend, we just listed a substantial property that- Yeah, that's a nice place. It's a very nice With place. With the pool? Yes. Yeah. It's getting lit up like a Christmas Great tree. Great photos. Great photos. Yeah. Uh, it's getting lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. But not only that, we can agree in St. Catharines, how many houses like that are going to come up this year? Five. That's Maybe. right. So yeah. if you're 20 people who want that house, yeah. you're only going to have five yeah. that come up. So yeah. it's it's happening. And again, it's because last year people wanted to do stuff, but they just chose mm-hmm. not to. And but and so the point with this too is even more so what you said earlier is right about about yes, the market's getting improve is improving, but it doesn't mean you can just shoot the lights out, right? So no. in the last in the last I can't, I can't remember what it key. was if it's a week or two weeks or three weeks. But 8% of the sales were over a million bucks. Remember in market peak, we were 25, 26% of all sales were over, over a million. Yeah, that but was that. was That was that. That was, that was that. when the Jays won the World Series. It was a long that time was, ago. Yes, right? that, exactly. That was, that's a so, good way to put it, my friend. It's, but so in that period, I'm talking about where the 8% of the sales were over a million bucks. In that same time period, 25% of all the new listings were over a million bucks. So that's that caution piece of like, I get it. It's starting to improve. But- but if but if you're if you're a home seller and you're sitting down, you said your your agent like if you're around that million, if you're if you're clearly a million and a half or a million and eight house, you're over a million bucks. But there's a there's a difference between a million ninety nine and nine ninety nine. Absolutely. And and I think I don't disagree with you again. It's and a that's delicate where push pricing right has to yeah. be. Pricing is still key. Pricing yeah. is key. If you want to make a move this year, yeah. you know, there's again, don't price aggressive, mm-hmm. and. There may be an opportunity to stretch a scooch. Scoochie. Just a scoochie, scoochie marucci. But, uh, but you know. I'm going to put that right up with, there, we're not there with saleability versus but value. Yeah, if you think scooch. your house is 1.6, yeah, it may have been 1.6 in 2022. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a 12513, you yeah. know. But anyways, yeah. it's going to be interesting. To see. I'm excited yeah. about the spring market. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I think what we'll do maybe because we're going to get some more wonderful guests, everyone. And yeah. also, too, thank you for those 
who have given us some great positive feedback. I don't know about you, Pat, but it really warms my heart because in my mind... Are you saying I'm dead inside? No, it warms my heart. And I'm sure it does warm your heart, but you're going to share that it warms your heart, okay, as well. (laughs) But I just want you to say it. Yeah, yeah. But people are gravitating to what we're talking about. And that just, that really is a great feeling because it's, we're just trying to share insight and this and that. And we podcast number, I don't know which number it was, but it was the uh, emotional labor setbacks and persistence one. I had a whole whack of agents DM me or text me directly saying, you know what? The, and if you haven't listened to it, go back. It's, I believe it's up for a Pulitzer award. Um, I got messages from people saying, you know what? I I was sitting here, and I'm talking agents that do a lot of business. Yep. One it, gentleman in particular messaged me, and he said I was sitting there, sort of wondering, and and what I got from a lot of people is second guessing if I'm good enough, if I if I'm cut out for this business, if I should really be doing it, and and that what we talked about, and I'm not patting us on the back because I think what we said, everybody or a lot of people feel. I it. think everybody feels at some point. Yep. But I think it's important to. Uh, to, to talk about, again, that sort of iceberg effect where everybody only sees the bit that's above the water, but down below is all the chaos Absolutely. and uncertainty and everything else. And not so only that, too. It was great hearing from you guys. That and, and not only that, the general public, fellas, there is definitely some g- sure. guys who are actually listening to it, and we appreciate you as well, yeah. and we appreciate your feedback. And there was one uh, listener who wanted to know about the future of development. So we're excited to tell you next podcast coming out, actually podcast number four, you're going to enjoy that. So keep an ear out for that. And anyone listening who would like to share a topic that you would like to hear discussed about, this is your Niagara Ooh. real estate podcast. So please, gonna, we, some sound effects we love it, but we're going to be having guests the next round. So I think what we should do Let's see how spring shapes up. Yeah. I, and then and then we'll maybe recap on the market later in I closer think we to do, summer. I think we do a follow-up to this in in in, uh, in sort of middle to end of May. Yep. Yeah, uh, well, because I think the next four or five weeks are going to be... Even re- in, maybe even into June, buddy. Maybe right. even into June. Maybe and, even into June we'll do a wrap-up to this. But we're yeah, going to have guests to come in. And if you guys want to hear something out there about guests and stuff like that, please share or just want to know some additional information whether mortgage info or just random stuff let us know we'll love to share i think that's good usually i do the long-winded close-up when i don't know how to end but you just nailed it and now i just scuttle your whole thing because now i'm talking thank you so much for joining us this has been your niagara real estate podcast if you are not if you are not already subscribed please do so whether it's spotify and all the other places people go thanks for joining on behalf of myself and mr delotte Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Ciao. This has been your Niagara Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you found us on. Have a friend looking for help? Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.